similar tastes or disagree. It's the Mess Hall Podcast with Avery and Lena. This week, as the title says, we went to another farmer's market. A farmer's market just outside of Calgary here in Cochrane. So I often get to comment, are you from Cochrane? Because my last name is Cochrane. No, I'm not from Cochrane. So I'm going to disappoint some people from the Alberta area, especially when I used to be a chef and I had my name on my coat. And yeah, people would assume I was from Cochrane because it said Cochrane on my jacket. So I don't know if other people have their last name or where they're from on their jackets in Calgary. (laughs) So yeah, let's get into this madness. It looks fun. It's exciting. I We have a bunch of stuff to try. Hopefully, I'm going to say this first word right, and I don't <laughs> feel I am. So we have alfayores, which I feel I'm 60% right in saying that. I'm confident. <laughs> so they're a Latin American slash Spanish confection or cookie, usually uh, made with almonds, flowers, and sugar, yeah. So there's... Different variations. In Spain, there's a cylinder shape, and the word may come from the Castilian word and an Arabic word that combined together, meaning luxury. But we have Argentinian alfayores, which are in South America, it means two cookies and filling with them, like in between them. So almost looks like a macaroon, kind of. It, when I'm looking at them right now, they sort of look like a sugar cookie. Yeah. With some fun stuff in between. Yeah, and like different things in the Caribbean, they have cassava flour instead of almond flour. Argentina, we they use flour or cornstarch. And at 360 Empanadas, they had both the flour and cornstarch. We bought the flour ones. And this company is Argentinian flavors prepared in Calgary, Alberta with local ingredients just to straight up quote their website so i'm pretty (laughs) excited i have a friend who's always talking about alfayores she usually actually talks about them on facebook doesn't not face to face so that's how i don't know how to say it so we have walnut that's a lot softer than what i thought it was going to be yeah and i mean it looks like a sugar cookie and sugar cookies are usually hard and and some shortbread cookies are made with corn starch too oh and dolce de leche i think that's what the packet Mm. And that is right. <laughs> so sweet. So melts in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Tender with that crunch of the walnut. Really good. That's nice. I like that. And yeah, almost like a shortbread. I'd say softer though. Yeah, yeah. Definitely softer mm. than like a Christmas shortbread. Mm-hmm. But still delicious. I really like that. Even though I'm going to yeah. have a drink of water. It wasn't that dry. I just like to have a lot of water. Well, we like to drink water too. To so to. Cleanse our palate, I suppose, yeah. for the next thing. But 360 empanada and more? Yeah. I'd like to try more. Yeah, and I think they do catering as well. But the Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This episode is brought to you by Girl Tries Life. Victoria Smith interviews women on the many ways to live an incredible life with tangible advice on, on achieving goals. Find out more at girltrieslife.com. So that brings us to our next thing, which is the Fallen Timber Midhito. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Fallen timber, timber gets their honey from clove and wildflowers, and they are near Cremona in Alberta. They actually, they often do tours and tastings, but now they mention that they're selling 
mead slushies that you can have outdoors at like picnic tables there. Ooh. And a mead slushy <laughs> sounds good. Um, so we have mojito, which is lime mint mead. So mojito is Cuban, a Cuban rum hot um, cocktail from Havana. And of course, there's lots of stories. Is it Francis Drake who came up with it? Cuban slaves in sugarcane fields or a cure for tropical sickness is one. And it says like immigrants were feeling like seasick and they went to... Um, the natives for a, a cure and they had burning water <laughs> which is kind of like a primitive rum I guess okay. and so the mint and sugar cane is to hide the flavor of the burning <laughs> burning water and the lime to help things like scurvy and seasickness oh nice so yeah I'm, I feel like I'm one step away from not getting scurvy today mm, it smells really good it does it has that devil lime smell to it Mm-hmm. And like a little sweetness, so almost you can smell that honey. But it it's so minty at the end, but... Mm. Yeah, you're right. Unlike a mojito, when the mint hits you right away, this is nicely balanced. Yeah, because it has some nice um, sweetness in there, probably from the mead and yeah. the honey, which is really nice. And then, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think I could drink many of those and catch up to you awfully quick. I think that's the um, <laughs> kind of the point of these ones. And they have this Mr. Pink one that looks pink and beautiful and they they kind of say meat is for with dinner and these ones are kind of there's they're kind of like afternoon kind of cider <laughs> kind of things yeah that could be a really nice anytime drink yeah afternoon that, nice chilled kind of outside that'd be perfect hammock. yeah that a squirrel didn't eat <laughs> i'm still a little bit bitter about my old hammock where it was uh bitten apart by a squirrel one day so it was very disappointing so this we're not having squirrel. There is no <laughs> segue here. <laughs> but we have sweet chipsy, sweet gypsy bespoke chocolate, um, a strawberry coconut milk chocolate. So this is from um, a lady called Jan Laskanek from Cochrane, and she had two kids who were allergic to nuts, and she didn't trust any chocolate you could really buy. So she started making her her own. They're all. It's also gluten free. There were so many different kinds. Yeah, and she had amazing flavors. Yeah, we were on the fence between this or lemon blueberry. Um, but we got the um blood orange. So no, when didn't. I looked up, not blood orange. They also had blood orange. I was trying to. <laughs> think of some two things at once so i tried to look up strawberry coconut as a combination because we were like we don't see that too often but i guess starbucks has a drink and you can also buy strawberry coconut liqueur so for like daiquiris or say mojitos mm-hmm. <laughs> it is warm in here so it's melting mm-hmm. in my hand but mm. i mean i know it's coconut i didn't expect the crunch for some reason it almost seems like there's some like dried strawberries and then I kind of pictured it would be like, um, oh, what's that Christmas chocolate? Why can't I think of that? Like Terry's chocolate orange? No, um, we did them. Not Black Magic, the other one. Pot of gold. I pictured oh, okay, they'd be yeah, like yeah. the strawberry pot of gold and filled. Like but creamy no. almost? Like a filling inside, but yeah. it's not. It's just, but it's really good. It's I, I so really, creamy. I really like the coconut inside. I like that texture. Because mm-hmm. it's not always the texture you get in a chocolate bar. Like your regular Almond bar, or um, what's that coconut bar that you get? Bounty. Bounty. This isn't just like soft coconut that's just so much in there. This one is like, has a little bit of a crunch to it. And it's not that it's subtle, but it's just like really nice in there, not overpowering. So it lets the chocolate come through, it lets the coconut come through, and it lets that strawberry flavor come through as well. So you're not just getting like 
all coconut. Yeah, the the chocolate itself was so nice, so smooth. Yeah, and, it was. And melty, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have said um, but <laughs> <laughs> the next one I'm pretty excited for, which is Jolly Rancher Fudge from Sugar Rush Specialty Fudges and Sweets. So we're just um going to talk about Jolly Ranchers Company, which was around since 1949. And Bill and Dorothy Hermson of Golden, Colorado, used to sell candy, chocolate, and ice cream. And they found it hard to sell ice cream in Colorado in the winter. <laughs> so they started focusing on candy. And the one fact really that stuck out to me was when processing the sugar syrup is cooled so fast while making Jolly Ranchers that crystals can't um, can't form. Oh, that smells really good once so, you open the package. Oh, yeah, and it's just so happy. It almost like looked like birthday cake stuff, just like yeah. sprinkles, but it's Jolly Ranchers. So fruity. Mm. And a little bit of sourness from that, too. Mm. But then the sweetness of the fudge is really nice in there. It kind of balances it out a little bit. I like the smoothness. Yeah. It. That's good. That That's going to disappear. Now, it was hard to decide there and the chocolate bar place, but... Yeah, they had a lot of different types of fudges there, and they all seemed pretty good. Yeah. And but I thought this one was more the unique one. Yeah, yeah unique. different. They had a creamsicle one that was really catching my eye. The color was beautiful, but I don't think... I think... Then we saw this and we were both like, "Yeah, we need to get that. <laughs> yeah, so now after the candy, we just need to take a little, <laughs> little breather and have broccoli microgreens from Valley Green Farm, which is a farm outside Okotoke. They make like beet, green, beet microgreens, radish microgreens, sometimes arugula ones. They So microgreens first uh, started showing up in restaurants in San Francisco in the 80s. And then the term was first, and then it really grew in the 90s, and the term was first used in 1998. So it's a microgreen when it's one to one and a half inches of length, and then it's a petite green. And there's said to be higher levels of nutrients in the mature vegetable. Now, valley greens say four to 40%, which is quite the, quite the span, and... It's mostly more studies have to be done to say how much. And the difference between that and sprouts is that sprouts are germinated and include the root, stem, and seed, and microgreens are harvested without the root. Now, Avery actually grew these, so I'm going to leave the growing process and description <laughs> to you. It was pretty good. It came in this kit, and it was pretty cool. Like I don't always have the best luck trying to grow stuff. And he asked how green my thumb was, and I told him not so green. So he gave me this one. I think it's the easier one to grow. And yeah, it was just put soil in, put the seeds in, get it wet, I put some soil over it, and then I put them in a half hotel insert, like that you'd use at a restaurant. And I just put water in the bottom every day, and they sprouted up pretty cool. This is yeah. just uh, about a week and a half of growing, so they might actually be baby greens at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they say it'll take about two weeks. Does that broccoli ever show through? Eh, mm. that flavor? You expect all greens to kind of taste the same, but tastes like broccoli. Yeah, I was I was not expecting that broccoli flavor like that, and it was. It just tastes like really fresh broccoli. I know this sounds ridiculous, but I like to put broccoli in my mac and cheese, and to put a little bit of that on top would look gorgeous mm. and add to the flavor as opposed to just looking nice. Yeah, I think so too. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, put some of that on craft dinner and <laughs> <laughs> pretend it's healthy. So the next thing is um, from the go-to, which is 
a Vietnamese kitchen here in Calgary, and they make things like spring rolls and then different sauces. And we got this at the Triwood Market, and it's crispy caramelized shallots. Sh- um, we had similar product. It was chili garlic. I'm thinking it looks the same, and we put that on everything. So we'll see how this compares. So shallots originated in Central and Southeast Asia. And they're really just a type of onion, but they're less strong. And I'm going to just take a quote here from Masterclass website. They break down easier for a meltier level of caramelization. (laughs) And like garlic, shallots are grown in um, like in a head. They're found in a cluster with a head of multiple cloves. Oh, that's good. Mm, It is good. That would be a good coating on something. Yeah, she, the girl that... Was selling them there. She said it would be really good. Puts she puts them on salmon, so oh. that'd be kind of good. I was um, thinking shrimp. Not that you really like shrimp, but or like yeah. chicken nuggets, homemade chicken nuggets <laughs> that I made. I, I'm just thinking like straight up, uh, just on a salad too would be really good. Some of that, some broccoli greens on top of pizza. Yeah, some fudge. Yeah, yeah, because they were good. They were just <laughs> like nice, simple, but delicious. Yeah. So just like shallots originated in Central and Southeast Asia, they're also used in Indian cooking, like our next thing, (laughs) which are lemon and pepper samosa chips, which come from a fine balanced food. So this is um, a man, Nash Visrum, a caterer with a red seal who makes these, and he does different caterings with Indian food. Yeah, so... I'm pretty excited. And samosa, for anyone who doesn't know, are fried or baked savory-filled pastries. Um, And the shape depends on the region it's in, but usually it's a triangle. But it originated in the Middle Middle East and Central Asia and spread to India when when India was invaded by the Turks in the 13th or 14th century. And they were called samsas at that point. And the Persian word uh, sambusa means triangle. Not Sambuca, but yeah, <laughs> that was bigger than I, I don't know if anyone saw when he passed me that. Lemon and pepper. Yeah. There were some good flavors. They'd be really good to dip because they're so mm. sturdy. <laughs> yeah, but the first thing that I got was like that uh, samosa flavor right away, that fried samosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but dough. yeah, it was really good. I think what you said, having a dip with that, like even like a spicy garlic dip would be really good. Yeah. Not necessarily for flavor. It's yeah. nice and flavorful. Just that it it just feels like it should be dipped. Yeah. I feel like I want to make a <laughs> samosa dip of, <laughs> of potatoes and peas and or maybe a chutney. <laughs> Mint chutney. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, like a spicy mm-hmm. type of chutney. And nice fried but not greasy. Yeah. I'm not getting like greasy chip hands, so it might have been baked actually, but it tastes it tastes delicious. That's yeah. what it tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Not in your face, the flavors. Just nice balance. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was really good. This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose where you buy your energy from. If you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local non-for-profits that are working to make a difference in their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kosowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Yeah, I think everything was good. We've been impressed with Farmer Mark, Farmer's Market 
vendors yeah. this year. Most years, but Yeah, they've been really good. Like most of these farmers markets that we get, like there's a lot of vendors, but like we always try to find those fun, unique things and I think we've hit the jackpot several times on a lot of good stuff so far this summer. And I'm hoping enough time to go back and buy some more stuff before they're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're gone. But You know, I've seen samosa chips before. We never bought any. I'm really glad we did. And now the, that'll become a staple, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Everything was so good. You know what? Those salt, <gasps> those chips will be good with that the... That green. Oh, no. the Southwest? Yeah, I, I liked the... I was thinking the... Uh, lemon chia seed uh, jam. jam? Yeah, no. I think that would be good. I was thinking that green pepper sauce that we I'm had. just thinking that sweetness and uh, the savory to, would balance out nice. Yeah. yeah I'm, I don't know. What would <laughs> you say your favorite is? I don't know. There's a lot of good things. Like I was very surprised by the broccoli because it tasted so much like broccoli. I was very happy with that. Yeah. And then the shallots were really good. They were like really simple but nice. Yeah. They didn't need a lot more than what they already had, so it was like really good. Just boom, good. Yeah. And then what else? I don't the know. Cookies I were feel... good. The fudge. The mojito was mojito. really good too. I feel like sitting out in the sun with a mojito and some samosa chips would be perfect. Yeah. The perfect snack for tomorrow while you're at work. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe have a nice little piece of chocolate to end it off with, or, or a cookie, or Jolly Rancher fudge, <laughs> or Jolly, yeah. Yeah, everything was really good. I was really happy with a lot of this stuff. Yeah, nothing was disappointing. Yeah. Nothing we've had all summer was disappointing. Yeah, and hopefully next week, I hope we're going to get up to Edmonton. Yeah. See if they can produce some good foods like Calgary does. Um, um, I can't expect them to have as good food as Calgary. But. Maybe some Calgarian vendors <laughs> actually travel up to Edmonton. For to show them what good food showcase. is. Showcase, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll see how this Calgary-Edmonton uh, rivalry will go. <laughs> and yeah, um, It'll be fun. I think it, I always like going to different places because... Like uh, the old Stratacona Market there. Stratacona Market, yeah, that is re- a really nice market. Yeah, we've been there before, and they have some pretty cool stuff. And Reasonably um, priced. I'm always impressed yeah. with their prices, and I think too, there's, and just the vibe there. I think there's a couple other markets in and around there that yeah. we are going to try to get to, and we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Good luck to you, Edmonton. <laughs> Hopefully you make us happy. Yeah, and I don't know if anyone sees. I'm so warm. It's so warm in here. I'm like sweating. So if I don't melt before Saturday, we might make it there. Yeah. So again, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for joining in. And if you're in Edmonton and you want to go shopping at a farmer's market with us, let us know. At just send us an email at the mess hall podcast at gmail dot com or hit tell us, us up what on the Facebook. best thing is yeah. to get at a farmer's market in Edmonton. Didn't yeah. You? cut you off there <laughs> yeah that'd be uh exciting if you were a part of our episode yeah so all right um thanks Bye, everybody guys. for listening have a great night